0: Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager on the sad day in the United States. There's no, uh, there's no way around that. It's hard to imagine that there was anybody not affected. Society has always felt that it protects its kids. That's the primary task of, of adults, is to protect children. And uh, another child just walked in and murdered what is the number up to 19 now
1: well there's
0: 21 21 now 18 children, 18 children 3 adults mm. the ripple effect of all of this is are so extensive the children who survived will not be the same adults are not the same when they see people murdered and when they were the targets, but they somehow avoided being killed, this is a great example of where a religious family has much, much greater shock absorbers than a secular family. As a general rule, everything has every every rule has exceptions, including that rule, presumably. So the the ripple effect to to the siblings, to the parents, to the relatives, to the friends, and of course to the kids in the school and especially the kids in the class, It's, it's one of those things you can have deep, deep feelings about but you cannot empathize with because you haven't experienced it. Empathy demands an ability to... Feel what another feels, but you have to feel it. You feel it only if you have experienced it. I have uh, a number of things to say about what happened. The immediate uh, reactions of Democrats and the entire media guns. That's that's their simplistic staggering simplistic answer. Guns. That's it. More more gun laws that that'll that'll do it. And if you don't want more gun laws, you are for the murder of children. That's actually what they say. Well, if we're going to talk about guns, let me ask you a question, if you want, since that's been opened up as the dominant issue, as usual. If you were going to try to kill kids and teachers, it's a question I asked in Sandy Hook. Would you target a school where you knew that some people were armed, or a school that boasted that it was a gun-free zone. This is a great example of a totally common sense question. The left speaks of common sense gun control. Anything that accords with common sense, I'm for. So do you hold the same? that if it's common sense you're for it why do we not have armed teachers armed adults at schools people trained in the use of weapons why is it harder to get into an office building in manhattan than in most school than into most schools The idea that people should not be able, able to protect themselves strikes me as absurd. But we live in the age of absurdity. Actually, was the name of my column a couple of weeks ago, the age of absurdity. It's what we live in. You're expected to believe the absurd, that unarmed people are a better response to armed violence than armed people. Do you understand the idiocy that is contained in that belief? Uh, I don't even know, and I spend my life reading things I don't agree with, I don't even know the argument against it. What is the argument against trained adults being armed in schools? that it is better to leave kids unprotected? What is the argument? What do you think would prevent more school shootings? Increased adults with arms or more gun laws? It's a fair question. I'd like to know what gun laws would have prevented this kid from getting a gun. That you cannot buy a gun at the age of eighteen. I haven't heard that suggested. It, it, I think that's a debatable, uh, debatable point. My my belief is that we need more fathers, much more than we may need more gun laws. The shooter. This, the the child who did this, teenager who did this, apparently shot his, was it, what is his grandmother at home? So there's no word about his parents. Did he have parents? Did he live with parents? Did he live with one parent? Did he have a father in his life? There's no mention of that. I don't know why there's no mention of it. Maybe there's a there's good reason for it. Maybe he didn't have a father in his life. When I gave you the data yesterday from he- Heather McDonald about the, the number of murders of blacks by other blacks, 7,000 I think it was. How many of those murderers had fathers in their lives? So I would like to ask everybody on the left who is passionate, I would say perhaps hysterical about guns, but just leave it as passionate. If you could have a wish fulfilled, would you like a father in every home? or a gun removed from every home. Which do you think would do better? You think that criminals would then have no access to guns if there, if every home gave up a gun, or gave up two guns, versus if every home had a father. People raised by fathers on earth and in heaven And I know that if you're on the left, the idea of belief in God and organized religion, these ideas strike you as moronic. That's uh, that's what you were taught. Did you question anything you were taught by your woke school? And schools were woke for a long, long time. Much of what is taught today I I learned at Columbia in the 1970s. Kids with a father at home and a father in heaven don't shoot people. Unless maybe self-defense. It's a phenomenon how little this is talked about. No reason an atheist couldn't agree with what I said. Any of these shooters attend church that previous Sunday? One eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. Do we need more fathers or more gun laws? Do we need more God and religion or more gun laws? Which do you think would be more effective in producing fewer murderers in our country? As the country becomes more and more lost in its secular morass, chaos ensues. That's what we're living through. Good laws, that'll do it. Bigger government, that's what we need. Not a bigger God, not a bigger father, a bigger state. The Dennis Prager Show. Let's see what uh, what do the hysterical have to say. This is actually a statement by a, a member of Congress, Ruben Gallego, a Democratic fool from Arizona. He tweeted at another congressman, Representative Darrell Issa, Republican, California, "F your prayers." They haven't worked for the last 20 mass shootings. How about passing laws that will stop these killings? What law will stop these killings? There is a law that will stop these killings. Thou shalt not murder. Think these kids were raised with that? That's the best law to stop killings I know of. More gun control will not stop these types of killings. There are too many guns out there. But you can stop killings to begin with by killing the killers. They start to shoot. Somebody armed gets into the room and shoots the kid, or usually a kid. Doesn't end every, every death, but it, it ends a number of deaths. An infinite, infinitely precious kid is now not dead. He also tweeted, as Ruben Gallego, to Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz of Texas, just to be clear, F you at Ted Cruz, you effing baby killer. Scum like Gallego that get into Congress, are, I have to say, is a reflection on the people who vote for these people. If, if a Republican did something like that, I, I, I would assume I would say the same thing. Ted Cruz is an effing baby killer? So the question I always ask is do, do bad people just all or not all, but mostly gravitate to the left? Or does left make you bad? I think it's both. I think he felt he has permission from his left wing colleagues in the Democratic Party to tweet F you to a, to a senator and call him a baby killer a baby killer would you have liked Galego? would you have liked an armed adult at that school are you a baby killer because you wouldn't want kids to be protected can you please tell me what law would have been passed that would have stopped almost any of these murders what laws would work I'd like to know if you know a law that would end baby killing or adult killing, I would be very interested in knowing what that law might be. Confiscate every handgun in America? Every rifle? Do we even know, by the way, what uh, what guns he used? We, I keep seeing references to a rifle and a handgun, is that right? So what uh, wait know what he used but we don't know that he used. It. All right. So we I don't know why it isn't known. I, I one, just, long and one, one long rifle. And one long rifle. So that's not an assault gun or what they call assault they, gun. They're, they're, they has not been made clear. So we don't know yet. Okay. This is an amazing thing. This is a real uh, scummy human being this go. Wow. Call Ted Cruz a effing baby killer. He's a member of Congress. I'd like to look up more about this Ruben Gallego. It's not possible to embarrass the Democratic Party, so I can't even say he brings shame on his party. It is not possible to shame the Democratic Party further than it it is at this point. Then another brilliant mind, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she, she said as follows, and I'm going to deal with this. There's no such thing as being pro-life while supporting laws that let children be shot in their schools. Our elders in grocery stores, worshippers in their houses of faith, survivors by abusers, or anyone in a crowded place. Okay, so let, let, me, let me understand that. You're not pro-life while you support laws that let children be shot. Right. What laws do we support that let children be shot? That people can buy weapons, with background checks, etc., etc. I don't. uh, I don't know what she means. Well, I know what she means, but it, it doesn't make any sense. It is an idolatry of violence. Ooh, an idolatry of violence. Well, I wish there had been one other form of violence at this school, the shooting of this little monster, much sooner than he was shot. Maybe it's you, Ocasio-Cortez, who have an idolatry of helplessness. Just a thought. There was another uh, another statement, I wish I could find it, uh, on this issue about the pro-life people, I've got I to find it, about if you're pro-life, oh yes, uh, Na- Nancy Pelosi, with regard to the Archbishop who said she shouldn't get communion, because as a Catholic you shouldn't be supportive and indeed instrumental in keeping abortion legal. She said, oh really? Then what, Are you going to give communion to a Catholic who's pro-capital punishment? Mm-hmm. i like to deal with that too. I'm Dennis Prager and we continue. Hi everybody, Dennis Prager here. This is the second hour of my Wednesday show and it should be the male-female hour. And we always debate if we ever postpone, really not postpone, that's foolish, cancel a dedicated hour like the Ultimate Issues Hour, Male-Female Hour, or Happiness Hour. Those are treasures that I treasure, if I might be a little redundant here. But it, it's really, uh, I don't think it's appropriate, not only if appropriate is not the word, I think people are tuning in to hear you and me about the, the massacre of children that took place in Texas yesterday. It's, the toll right now is 21, 19 kids and two, uh, two adults. And there's, uh, there's some very ugly stuff out there. The ugliest has come from actually a congressman, Gallego, Who's really a lowlife, is a Democrat in Arizona. I mean th- this is this is a very bad thing when a congressman curses out fellow members of Congress. Tweeted to Daryl Issa, F your prayers. I'd like to know if he actually did F or did the word. See if you could see find that, okay? Gallego tweet to Daryl Issa. And he tweet, tweeted to Senator Ted Cruz, just to be clear, F you, Ted Cruz, you effing baby killer. So you're a baby killer if you don't go along with left-wing law uh, suggestions for gun control. I. I by the way, it, it's so rare that I hear what actually would do good because I'm open to it. I'm a big believer in common sense. I'm also a big believer in gun ownership. I used to not be. I was not opposed, but I was not a believer. I didn't grow up with guns in my home. But I think the founders were right, that it is critical for people to be able to defend themselves against criminals and against the tyranny. And if you don't think a tyranny like Europad could come to the United States, you're living in a, uh, in a bubble. I, as I wrote two years ago about the lockdowns, this was a dress rehearsal for a police state. I tragically believe that. The acquiescence of people in the West, New Zealand, Australia, here, the acquiescence to shutting down people's lives, for no particularly good reason in most cases, uh, has been a sobering experience for me. Talking about shutdowns, interesting to know how many kids have become imbalanced as a result of two years of no school, two years of very little contact with other kids, two years of being masked, not seeing faces, you, ha- you have to be a fool, a truly a fool, I mean, and in- indeed one who wants to be a fool, to believe that a lot of kids have not been adversely affected. I don't claim that that is the reason for this kid's murderous out- outbra- uh, outburst. I don't. But I don't believe that it is coherent not to take into account the mental effects of these two sick years of no school because teachers' unions whom I fear much more than the NRA. You pick your fears, right? There are those who think the NRA has done more damage to American kids, and there are those who think that teachers' unions have done more damage to American kids. That's a, a defining question in the life of an American. Teachers unions are so, uh, so destructive of children's lives, so destructive of our schools, they were the ones adamant about not opening up school because they don't give a damn about kids, they're just leftist groups, they're woke in the extreme, and they basically control much of the Democratic Party. That was told to me about 25 years ago by one of the most prominent Democrats in California. He was a household name at the time. He's been retired for at least a decade. We had been friends for quite a while. I am not saying his name because he told it to me in confidence. Lifelong Democrat, one of the most powerful in in the state of California the teachers unions control the democratic party in california so i believe that uh, we have to be very wary about the effects of the lockdowns on children because there every even the new york times which is a dishonest newspaper but sometimes publishes accurate things it can't only be inaccurate has had article after article about the devastating effect of no school for two years on kids, especially in in its view, especially Hispanic and black kids. This was a Hispanic kid killing Hispanic kids. Does he have a father in his life? There is no mention of any relative other than the grandmother that he shot. Was he living with his grandmother? Where is his father in particular? Where is his mother? As I have put it all of my life, I think more fathers would be more effective than more gun laws. It's another important, clarifying question that you might want to ask people. The bottom line is also, aside from that, that's one of the bottom lines, but here's another one guards at school armed people at schools there's something wrong with the way you think if you do not want adults armed at schools there is there's just something wrong with the way you think I don't I don't even know well let me let me analyze it okay I'm gonna try to analyze why someone would be opposed to to people having arms in schools. And I'll tell you what I, I think it is. And this is sort of spontaneous. But under pressure, which is the way I like to think, under pressure, I would say that if they acknowledged that armed adults at schools might deter killings or at least save lives when a killing spree began, then they would be put in the difficult cognitive dissonance position of acknowledging that guns can be good and, and they don't want to acknowledge that. I think that's the primary reason why someone would so irrationally oppose armed adults at schools or even an armed guard. But an armed guard in front of the school is difficult because it's quite easy to take the guard out, if you want to go in. It, it, I assume it is. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But in any event, certainly an armed guard, and certainly people inside. I I asked, and in the Connecticut massacre, Stony Brook, is that right? The name Stony Brook. No, what was what was the name of the school in Connecticut? And I I, I asked then, what is what school is more likely to be attacked—one with a sign "This is a gun-free zone," or one with a sign "Beware armed adults." Wh- which do you think? I should put a series of questions up for people to answer in in the since. So often the left says common sense legislation. Got the name? Names and I are not companions. Which do you think would be more likely to be attacked? Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook. That's it. Sandy. Oh, so I got them both wrong. Stony Brook. Oh. I'm I'm very uh, I'm very grateful to God for the mind I got, but he did put in a uh, a lacuna. Names. One eight Prager seven seven six is the number. Which school would you rather send your kids to? Gun free zone, or the other? That should be clarifying. We return. Okay, everybody, Dennis Prager
1: here.
0: See, this is what happens. Ah, but because Republicans allowed weapons to begin with, we have the problem. okay, all right, even if that were true, although we we've had Democrats were were not against guns a hundred years ago. In this country, in in 1920, there were plenty of guns in this country. Al Capone had machine guns. I think think machine guns were even legal for a period of time until they were outlawed. A machine gun is an automatic weapon. You press the trigger and it keeps shooting. You don't have to keep uh, pulling the trigger. I think that the social breakdown... Uh, is a bigger cause than guns, but I have no doubt if we had no guns, of course this wouldn't happen. But that's as, that's as likely as saying if we had no bad people. So the question is what would work? And that's why I return to my questions. Would, would armed adults at schools be more effective than gun laws? And to me, there's no question about that. So the question is, do you hate guns or do you hate gun violence? If you hate gun violence, then let's stop gun violence by killing the, the, the bad guys with guns. But that's what a mature reaction would be, in my opinion. I think that would do more than changing the laws uh, to uh, 21 years of age. And, by the way, I think there's an argument for it, but it, I also think there's an argument against it. We allow 18-year-olds to have pretty powerful weapons in the armed forces. You we'll say, well, it's control. It's not controlled. Remember the guy who shot up uh, the Islamist who shot up his, his fellow soldiers at Fort Hood? We'll be back. Friday, June 10th. The Eli
1: Young Band's Love Talking Tour will be at the Dejoria Center. You a in your new dress, the Dejoria Center's state of the art lighting, sound technology, and surroundings make this your mountain escape for concerts like this. The Eli Young Band Love Talking Tour at the Dejoria Center. For ticket and concert info, go to DejoriaCenter.com.
0: Hi everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager show. I've devoted the show thus far to the horrific school shooting shootings in in Texas. And the the usual responses but they're even more virulent than ever. Immediately it's gun laws. I'd like to know what gun laws. Well, one which is worth debating, is should you be able to get a gun at 18 or only at 21? It would have zero impact on gang violence. And what you just saw now is extremely rare. It's, it's emotionally understandable to have reactions to one event I mean, the, there are, this is not the only school shooting, obviously, although I did read to you, and it is not insignificant, the school shootings that have, have taken place in Europe in the last 25 years, and as I pointed out, you have to compare America to all of Europe, 300 million to 300 million. You can't compare America to Germany or to France or Hungary or whatever. you got to have to compare it to all of Europe. And it is true, if there were no guns in the United States, there would be no gun violence. There would be violence, but there wouldn't be gun violence. Mm -hmm. But since you can't get rid of all the guns, you have to deal with the reality as it exists. That's redundant. You have to deal with the reality. Reality does exist. And I'd like to know what we should do. My view is more fathers would be more helpful than more gun laws. My view is that more religion and God in kids' lives would be more effective than more gun laws. How many? How many people in general? How many? How many murderers went to church regularly prior to their committing murder? I don't mean a, a family killing. The, the family family murder is uh, is universal. It is tragic. It is but it's a it's a different subject but how many how many people how many murderers went to church that week it is not even considered because all we're we're really not talking about guns it's an important thing for people to understand the passion On both sides, is not about guns as guns. They represent something more to both sides. And one big, big aspect, if not the biggest, is should the state be the only entity that has guns? For the left, the answer is yes. For the right, the answer is no. That's really... Underneath it all, that is really the subject. The left believes in in, in essentially unlimited power of the state, including to shut you up. The use of the Department of Justice now to jail dissenters, uh, what has been done to people who went into uh, the... uh, went into Congress on January 6th, people still in solitary confinement, beaten in in prisons, uh, whereas nothing analogous happened to almost anyone in the incredibly violent riots of 2020, because those rioters had the ideology of the Democratic Party, and the rioters, if you wish to call them, of January 6th, did not. And the fact that they wanted to have even a commission, well, what which they have now postponed. What was it called again? Disinformation Unit, whatever, what was it called? Disinformation Governments Board? Governance. 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 Yeah, Governance Board. Yes, the DGB as opposed to the KGB. That's right. <laughs> I should have remembered that, the DGB. Disinformation government board. That that is an important thing. The the real passions come from something way deeper than just guns. The power of the state versus the power of the individual. The hatred of the founders of this country on the part of the left is not because they had slaves. It is because of their ideas. And their ideas were that the individual should be more powerful than the state. They don't like that. The left everywhere is for power. And and America was founded to profoundly limit the power, not only of the state, but even of the majority. That's why there's a U.S. Senate, and that's why there's an electoral college. The left is exactly correct. The founders did did not believe in pure democracy. They keep talking democracy, but we didn't found a democracy. We founded a republic. Not the same thing. The individual is to be powerful. The bigger the state, the smaller the citizen. It's a statement I came up with years ago. We have a bumper sticker if you want to put it on your car. The bigger the government, the smaller the citizen. Yes, thank you, David. Congressman David Dreyer, a true gentleman, a good man. He liked that line, and he he recorded it, as it were. That's what the ultimate issue is about. But it is amazing how little power they want people to have to take care of themselves, that they wouldn't even want armed adults at schools. That is, that is a giveaway. Only the police should have weapons. And, of course, they want fewer police, which is really a, a, a terrific idea in a society that has the amount of violence we do, or any, any, any society. So that's what it is uh, that's really what the gun debate is about the power of the state versus the power of the individual and the, the so you have two risks you have the risk that the state will use it its power irresponsibly and you have the risk that the individuals that individuals will use their power irresponsibly again that's a left right divide we on the right fear government more than we fear individuals. That's correct. The uh, the 100 million people, non-combatants, not talking war, 100 million people that were killed by governments in the 20th century is considerably more than individuals have killed. The state is a very scary thing. The state... The state is the mother of genocide, just for the record. I know you. none of your kids will ever study anything like this. There is no school in America, almost none. I can't say none. Virtually none. Certainly I can't think of a college that will tell you the state is the author of, of all the genocides. The only exception was the one in Rwanda. That was pure ethnic tribal genocide. When the Hutus massacred the Tutsis, by the way, that massacre—hundred, how many? How many people? How many? Can you look that up? It was a staggering number of people in a very short period of time, and it was all done by machete, not guns, machetes. Amazing how many people you can murder without a gun. So uh, I will tell you that. There are risks on both sides. There's risks when you have a lot of individuals having guns, and there's a risk when only the state has guns. That's it. And I fear the state more than I fear the individuals. I do. And I have the data, to use my caller from the last hour, I'm a big fan of data, so am I. The data are overwhelmingly in favor of fear of big governments than they are of armed individuals. That's what this debate is ultimately about. That's what the passions are ultimately about. They're not about hunters on either side. 1-8 Prager 776, back in a moment. Public education has gone off the rails. Parents and teachers have had enough. Watch the groundbreaking new documentary, Whose Children Are They? Today on SalemNow.com. Go to SalemNow.com. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager. We've been talking about the horror in Texas with the, what are we up to, 19 and 2, 19 children and 2 adults? When you think about the trauma of the kids who witnessed this, it's, the whole thing is beyond uh, belief. But it happened. I've been talking about it for the last uh, hour, two hours and a half, two and a half hours. And now I, I have Ami Horowitz on. Ami Horowitz does these extraordinary videos around the world, actually, asking people questions And it's very illuminating. So in New York, he went and asked people if they they wanted to abolish the Supreme Court. I have Ami on the line. You can watch us, by the way, at, what is it, Salem News Channel. You can watch us. You can watch the show if you like. Ami, you're looking good.
1: Ah, thank you, Dennis. Likewise. What a pleasure to watch you while we speak. Technology, baby.
0: You crack me up, Ami. Ami is a fellow cigar smoker, ladies and gentlemen. I thought that was important to add. So, Ami, you decided. I, t- I take the. I take it that this is in M- Midtown Manhattan, correct?
1: This is the East Village, Okay. Woke capital of New York.
0: Okay, that's fair. Good. I know it's an honest answer. You went to. You went to a Woke area, and you asked people essentially two questions: Is the Supreme Court legitimate, and should it be abolished? Is that correct?
1: Three questions, each one leading to the next one. So the first one is, uh, is it legitimate, right? Because we hear on the news all the time. Well, first of all, it, it's it's the irony, of course, is that they are always asking, they're always saying that uh, the left, the left is always saying the Republicans, the right are the ones that don't care about democracy and democratic structures, right? So I want to turn it around on them because obviously you and I know, and most of your listeners know that the people who actually don't have fidelity to our democratic foundations, our democratic ideals is the left. So I use the, 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 the Supreme Court as the example to, to exemplify how in fact they're the ones who don't care about our democratic structures and ideals. They have no fidelity to it. So I asked them starting with, do they believe the Supreme Court in and of itself is a legitimate organization, a legitimate organ of the government? And then I took it a step further and I asked them, do you think the Supreme Court should be abolished straight up? And then the last one was taking it to the next level, the next logical conclusion. Should we have, I use this word, an insurrection against the Supreme Court? Should we violently attack the Supreme Court? And in all three answers, the vast majority of people who spoke to me answered the affirmative that yes, it should be.
0: Wow. So I, I guess I missed the third one. So uh, the, you actually asked if there should be a violent what? what? What would they do? Just bomb the Supreme Court? I don't even understand what a violent takeover of the Supreme Court would entail.
1: Well, depending on who you ask, but it went from a, from a, again, an insurrection. In other words, doing what, um, what, what the right did at, at, in the, in the uh, Capitol is storm the building, take it over. Uh, yeah, but they took, they, they,
0: they took it over for a few hours. I mean, it, it, it wasn't an insurrection, obviously. So, what, what would they like to be done? I'm, I'm, just, I'm not even challenging they wanna them.
1: It, they want to. They want to see it gone, and that means using physical violence to get rid of it. That's what they're going to do.
0: Mm-hmm. So, did did anybody? I always ask you this. Because I, I know everybody who watches your videos asked, do you cherry pick your answers? So did anybody right. that you asked say, no, I think the Supreme Court is a viable institution?
1: So uh, I didn't, I, I came, when I asked the first question, which was, does it have any legitimacy? Uh, one person said that it does. One, I probably spoke to 40, 50 people. I would say a, 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 a somewhat larger, but very small number, maybe three or four, said it shouldn't be abolished. And I would say only about seven or eight people said we shouldn't have have a a, a physical attack on the building.
0: And you spoke uh, to how? And you spoke to about forty five people.
1: Forty fifty people, yeah.
0: You know, uh, you you might want to do a follow up and ask people about the U.S. Senate because the left doesn't think the Senate Senate is legitimate because Wyoming and California have the same number of senators it's the the whole institution is not democratic I mean back in a moment uh Ami Horowitz's video and all his videos can be seen at amihorowitz.com and it's up at dennisprager.com they're really worth watching and and they're they're all timeless because they ask timeless questions I mean the people that he has talked to